Welcome in, everyone. Welcome back to another great round of The Hop with Gabe, with Steven. Your favorite drinking bros are back with another brewery to feature some more craft beer. We got news and notes to talk about. We're here to make craft beer fun, informative. We're here to include everyone we can. We're so excited you join us on this wonderful Thirsty Thursday, whether you're at the gym or in a jacuzzi or driving to work. Whatever works for you, we're here to drink about it and have a good time. I am Gabe. As always with me is my buddy Steven. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Uh, Doing great. We have a great episode for you guys today. Just one beer. Just one singular beer because we are still hungover from our St. Paddy's Day episode. (laughs) So... Uh, no, that's not why we're professionals, but we do only have one beer today, which is fine. It gives us a chance to really break it down, really get into the nitty and gritty of our brewery today, which is Wicked Weed Brewing out of North Carolina. Uh, really cool, fun little brewery. Um, well, not that little, that's not the right word to use. They're a fun, (laughs) um, operation. They're one of those craft breweries that are doing everything right They're doing some experimenting. They're crushing it with the IPAs. They are making a heavy name for themselves, or they have over the past 10 plus years. And we're excited to have been able to finally get our hands on one of their beers. Asheville, North Carolinians, stand the hell up. Now is your time to shine. Yes. Being on the coasts we are at, you'd think it'd be a little easier for me. Not so. Um, this This beer was a gift to me. So, which I then gifted to Steven. (laughs) So here we are. We only have the one beer, but who cares? We're going to look for more. Uh, We're going to look for different variations of this beer. If you know this brewery, you might already know what we're drinking. We're going to save that for later. And uh, yeah, we're ready to get the hell into it. I was just looking. I is this the first North Carolina beer ever to make its way to the hop? I know we had South Carolina before, uh, but I believe... I this believe is our first. it might be. I think it, it might be. Welcome. Adding to the list of states. Welcome in. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Grab a seat. Grab a beer of your own. Yay! Yay! Let's get into it. Uh, we are available to follow on social media. If you're not doing that, uh, please check us out. Uh, the Hop. Uh, it's the HO Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on YouTube as a video show. You can also follow our personals if you are inst- uh, interested I am at Shakespeareist. I post about once a year. So if you want to see this <laughs> year's post, get at it. And Gabe is at Gatorade67, like Gatorade, but with Gabe. Drink me in, people. <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook and all the things. You, uh, rate and review the show wherever you listen. Make sure to tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe, follow, whatever they call it on your podcasting platform of choice. But When you review the show, it is really helpful to us. We do read them. We appreciate them. And it helps us make the show better for you, which is what we are always trying to do each and every Thursday. And finally, if you have suggestions or requests for us here at The Hop, you can reach out to us by email or slide into our DMs. But email is the best. That's thehopod at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know, as I mentioned earlier... You'll hear about the beer. If you can get, if you've had other variations, if you can get other variations, if you can send us other variations, please do so. Uh, But let us know. We're here for you guys. We want to know about all of it because uh, we would love to explore this brewery even more after the episode. All right, let's get into the news. (laughs) 
Beer News. It is April, and it is uh, kind of spring, which is exciting. That's not Did beer news. That's just life. Did you get pranked on April Fool's Day? I did not. No, okay, I did good. go. I went to a themed party, and as I was dressing up for it, I thought, I really hope that this is actually a themed <laughs> party, and I'm not the only one showing up like this. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. I, I read a few things like on Instagram and I was like, oh man, like that happened. And then I was like, wait a second. And so it didn't get by me very far, but you never know. People get pranked. So just, just putting the feelers out. Just heads up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So what's going on in the world? This isn't really beer news, but, uh, e-commerce platform Drizzly did lay off about a hundred people last week, which is News for Drizzly, but more news just in the sense that it's something we've seen across a lot of companies um, in a wide variety of industries. I mean, NPR did it. Disney's doing it. I mean, it's it's everyone, not just affecting the beer world, but um, to those people that lost their jobs, have, uh, drinks on us. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just tough. It's the state of the world right now. DG I just wanted to say their name. That's why it's <laughs> I knew. here. The second I read it, I was like, he's gonna sing it. He always you know does. I am. Uh, <laughs> they're running out of beer. They uh they they rolled oh. out. I think we had reported on this, or maybe we didn't mention it, but they they expanded into the Midwest with their draft beer, and now they're running out of beer. So that's yeah. not good. Yingling, overpromising. Well, yeah, Yingling, uh the oldest brewery. Craft ever um, yeah craft brewery ever i was recently in pennsylvania and they they really market it well out there let me tell you and so uh yeah for the oldest brewery guys uh can we show them some love please i mean good lord dg angling then sons okay one more i just wanted to get it up <laughs> all right um Jack's Abbey, a hop OG. They were round like three, I think, uh, yeah. way, way back in the day. They have a, a, a nice newly renovated tap room. That's fun. We wanted to just give some love to that. It's a brand new uh, space. They call it Tradition Meets Tech. And it's this got this, uh, you know, updated, renovated pilot system. Um, it's just a really cool spot. So if you find yourself in the Framingham area of Massachusetts. You can check out a brand new and improved Jack's Abbey space. Fun. They have killer loggers. Killer loggers. Only loggers. Just exclusively the loggers, which makes them... It's just a really cool thing. It's not something you see very often. Uh, Can can I get an IPA? Get the hell out. You can have an IPL. (laughs) Uh, And finally... According to a consulting firm that works in the cocktail business, America has a favorite cocktail. And Gabe, you know what it is. It's the margarita. Should Wasting I play the... away again, margarita. Oh, yeah. Bust out. I was going to play some like Cinco de Mayo music, but you went for Jimmy Buffett. Different oh, vibe. Oh, sorry. We didn't coordinate. My bad. I, 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 love, I love me a margarita. And the thing about the margarita is, unlike other cocktails, it's a year-rounder. So mm. it's popular all the time, which is why it's one of America's favorite cocktails in 2022, uh, according to this consulting firm. Boy, do I love me a Mark. I don't know. I, I will give Stephen his credit. He makes a killer margarita. I don't know yeah. all the ingredients in it because, they, like, when you see a bartender make a margarita, you think, like, they have 
three bottles and some lime juice and what have you. Steven's got like 18 bottles back. I don't know what the hell he puts in it, but it's very good and spicy. He can make there's, you a good margarita. There's a lot of magic happening there. Maybe we'll do a margarita episode for Cinco de Mayo this oh year. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I That'd would love be fun. That. My margarita versus your, oh man. <laughs> I would we love to- for you to be able to try my margarita and just be like, Gabe, you need some work. <laughs> we got to be in a in the same place and then have a blind taste test with like some special guests or something. That's the way to do that. Oh boy. Nervous. <laughs> oh. Nervous. Uh, distribution news. Stick with me on this because it's it's distribution. We don't talk about it very often, but Southern Glazer Wine and Spirits, that is the largest alcohol distributor in the United States. Last week, Politico reported that the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, is opening an investigation into the company for pricing violations. Basically, what they're saying is that Southern Glazer was offering better prices on products to large retailers at the expense of smaller competitors. This is part of a sort of broader thing that the FTC and really the uh, current administration is doing to try and uh, encourage competition in the market across a variety of industries. But here it's affecting the BevAlk space. It's in its very early stages, it could take years. It probably will take years. It may or may not lead to anything at all. Uh, but it's worth noting it's also consistent with other cases, like I said, that the FTC is taking on. They opened a similar probe into Coca-Cola and Pepsi in the soft drink space. There's also things in the tech space and different things like that. But uh, it's hitting the alcohol industry with Southern Glazer, and we felt it was worth reporting on. So, um, interesting. They ship everything they're like they're huge so when he says they're number one they're number one they ship a lot of stuff so uh they uh they got caught uh-oh and hopefully they can figure they it got out. caught playing favorites no blame all right winners of the new york state craft beer competition have been announced it is out it is online let me just say right First and foremost, that is a very large trophy. If you were part of this uh, wonderful competition, I hope, like, I, I would be running for that trophy. Uh, the It's the 2023 Governor's Cup for the state's top beer went to Gen- Genesee Brew House, their Hellas, from Genesee Brewery in Rochester, New York. The New York Brewery of the Year is Wayward Lane Brewing out of the Mohawk Valley. We should get them on the show. There are uh, plenty of... Give it up for those top prize winners. Absolutely, absolutely. There are lots of categories. uh, Amber and Dark Lagers, Amber Red, British, American, Irish, and Scottish. uh, Double IPA, regular IPA, Belgian, other, coffee, chocolate, spice, and other adjunct adjunct beer non-sour lots of categories uh we did want to give a shout out to some <laughs> i love this hop alumni uh grim which is in my backyard which is amazing and our friends at six point uh well done guys they won some awards uh they're doing their thing they're doing really well there are a lot of breweries that i have seen just like out and about i mean for me new york makes sense uh king's county brewers collective kcbc are literally literally a five minute walk from my house um so it's kind of dangerous but they have killer beer they're on here quite a bit um you know great south bay brewery wayward lane again uh you know just to name a few naked dove brewing i wonder how they got their name in there right 
congrats to all the winners. Uh, we love a good com- beer competition uh, for the state of New York. Uh, that is fun. And uh, yeah. Chicago. Let's move to another city now. Ah. Chicago. Guess what? Big news for you. Not big news for the rest of us, but big news for you. Lagunitas is reopening their tap room in your city. (laughs) Yes, let's get pumped about it. Uh, From a press release that Lagunitas put out, something big is happening. That would be something like Little Something Something, which is their beer name, you know. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Lagunitas... Not necessarily craft beer, but it's like one of those that are like a work in a pinch. You know, it's like you you're in the gas station, you're looking at a bunch of shitty options. They have Lagunitas, sure. Oh, one hundred percent. Lagunitas is at the top of like Lagunitas is like the sixth man in the NBA. Like he's not part of your starting lineup, but like when you need someone to come in and like get a couple rebounds, like Lagunitas, you're in. Gabe has basketball on the mind. Uh, <laughs> it's it's. It's one of the old craft beer companies, right? And so the reason we say they're not craft beer now is because they were bought out by like Anheuser-Busch, I believe. And so their beer has has declined. But they have this cool space in Chicago. It's been closed for about three years and they are finally reopening it. It's a 300,000 square foot space. It's known as their quote unquote beer sanctuary. And it is reopening on April 13th, very soon after a three year hiatus. It originally closed three years ago due to old mother Rona and has been uh, in hibernation ever since. It's in the Douglas Park neighborhood, if I haven't said that, from the press release that they put out. We've missed our Windy City friends and family who have been waiting and asking for this day to come. All I can say is thank you for your patience and welcome back. And it looks like a really cool space. It looks huge. It looks fun. It looks full of beer. Uh, it says our doors are open to all kinds and creeds, punk rockers, misfits, Ivy leaguers, weirdos, Waldos, sparkle ponies, and everything in between. Come as <gasps> you are. We always have a spot for you at our bar. That's very Amen. cool. 32 Man. draft lines, food, all the things. Let me tell you, the Windy City is a fun place to be. It is great there. They're just like... I'm going to sound so weird. I'm going to sound like a hipster when I say this, but like, it's just so the vibe is just so fun and cool. And like, it's like got the the New York City vibes with like the relaxed vibe of L.A. It's like a great combination of like if you and I, if our cities combined, it might be Chicago. And had a baby, it'd be Chicago. There we go. Chicago's cool. And their pizza is not pizza, but it's it's very good. (laughs) It's very, very good. Uh oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh no we're starting some shit all right starting some shit uh we are gonna end the news and notes by giving we are gonna offer this episode to jerome jerry steinman uh he was the founding beer marketers insights uh he is a beer industry veteran uh he passed away last week at the age of 99 he knew what he was doing he was the uh, Beer Marketing Insights is the leading trade publication for the U.S. brewing industry. He was, you know, kind of the head of that. He spent his whole life in beer, uh, more or less. And uh, they, they of- he often referred to himself as Lucky Jerry. Uh, so, Jerry, sir, thank you for your service. Uh, this one is for you. A life well lived and a life well beard. Thank you, sir. We applaud you for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh- this episode is is for Jerry, and as we always say, thank you for your service to the beer world, sir. You will be missed. 
Okay, weird pivot here, but I'm gonna make a toast now. Uh, <laughs> Let's get happy again. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back up, but you know what? Because it's wicked weed, I'm gonna do it with oh no the toast music typically reserved for Halloween. But why not? Oh okay, okay, all right. I was expecting to hear a Broadway show tune, but <laughs> <No>. great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, raise your glasses. Eve in the garden gives Adam a hard on. And no one will pardon the snake. Look who invents him and later torments him, then makes us repent our mistakes. Children and carousels, postcards and Christmas bells, telling you time has gone by. Wishes and wishing wells, witches cast switching spells, making it rain in July. Princes and billy goats, horses and curses, something wicked this way comes. Towers of Babylon, give me power to babble on. Something wicked this way comes. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam's got a heart on. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> I read that line and I thought, yeah, this is it. I don't care oh, what the yeah, rest of this oh is God. about. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of something wicked this way comes from uh, the ever popular Shakespeare show, the one where you can't say the name. She who shall not be named. We don't say it. We're not in a theater, but we don't say it anyway because, well, we're weird. So get over it. But uh, well done. Adam does, in fact, have a heart on. And I wonder how many times we can say that in this episode. That's the devil on God. All right, here we go. gentlemen the doctor will see you now oh yeah two dudes one beer and it's the dr dank ipa listen you already know from the title alone steven's gonna love this beer mm-hmm. it's 7.1 percent abv ibus are at 65 beer advocate has it at 91 crushing it untapped 3.77 it's a West Coast IPA. You could tell that by the name. It's Dr. Dank. It is an American slash West Coast style. And from the can, Dr. Dank's delectable botanicals offer the dankest of flavors to expand the mind, body, and palate. This hybrid strain of delightful dankness delivers an elevated experience. Bruh, I can't wait to drink this beer. <sighs> we Did it about sound dank. real? We, it's, uh... I got to be honest with you. I couldn't even hear that, but I'm sure the listeners it. did. It's our Zoom. <laughs> it's this Zoom does weird things to the audio. I just saw you making a weird face, and I was like, I think there's noise happening. <laughs> oh, well, editing's going to be fun for you then. Oh, oh yeah, it's not going to make any sense. Whatever. Uh, yeah, we're we're excited for this one. Um, yeah, Wicked Weed. Uh, they. Just doing research, they seemed like an awesome brewery. Uh, Dr. Dank is one of their classics, one of their go-tos, I would argue, one of the OGs. And, uh, I mean, I just poured it. It's, you know, a good couple inches away from me, and I can already get the smells off of it. This is going to be a Hoppy Bitter IPA, and it's a style we love. It's a style we're here for. We're very excited. Uh, I have it in my glass, my Be Hoppy glass. Uh I've got a tulip glass. SRM chart, I'm putting it around a seven or an eight. I think yeah, it's, it's amber. Um, or orangey amber that you can't really see through. I wouldn't call it hazy. Yeah. I would call it a little cloudy. 
Yeah, and and we talked about dankness, was it last week or two episodes ago, uh, in regard to beer and just how, you know, the hop flower and the marijuana plant are very similar to each other. They're of the similar family, and so there is a quality of what is best described as dankness in the flower sometimes, especially in these West Coast slash bitter IPAs. You get resin, you get a lot of... uh, earthy deep citrus qualities uh it's something that just makes your insides tingle and i love it very much it poured with a good bit of white to off-white foam with a little bit of retention and it is a little sticky in the glass you got some lacing going on there uh just just warns you that it's gonna it's got some fangs to it yeah this is gonna be awesome and this is gonna be the you know the type of beer that we gravitate toward having grown up in new England, the whole new England IPA, blah, 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 blah. The juices like, yeah, they're great. We love them. We're just tired of them. But this one right off the smell, it does smell dank. It does smell very floral, very earthy, very, I mean, I did read online. Someone wrote, it kind of smells like marijuana. Ah, maybe a little, if you're like really looking for it, I'm not, I don't, I don't think you're smelling this and going like, Whoa, like that's a, you know, a, a joint like I don't think it's that, but it's got the 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 similarities to the earthiness and to the florality that like a marijuana plant would have. And if you walk, I'm going to argue if you walk any streets of New York, you'll smell it. So um, that's, you know, that I, I have I have the uh, the research to prove it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't get uh weed off it necessarily but it is unique in terms of some of the west coast ipas that we smell and what i'm characterizing it as is guava it's very distinctly guava to me i really like guava especially in like smoothies and it's a it's a you know tropical fruit that has a bitter or um sort of piney quality to it more even than like your mango or your pineapple right it's like that deep deep like tropical thing that uh, comes through in this very much to me uh it's incredibly hoppy it's floral it's definitely fruity and there's a bouquet of 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 melon of all the other tropicals you know the mangoes in there the pineapples in there but the guava quality of it is so predominant to me that it like stands out and that's where i think you might associate that with weed i don't per se but i can see where somebody would come at it with that lens, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Um, we should drink this before we do. Um, I'd like to give myself a quick little humble brag, um, because we are pouring this for Jerry Steinman, but I'd also love to raise a toast to, as of this recording, the day we are recording, uh, marks my six year anniversary of living in New York. Um, so that hit me earlier today and I said, Oh wow. It's, it's been six years in New York. Um, so so t- today, the day we're the, the day, day we're recording, we're recording. This? not the day the episode comes out, the day we're recording. And so wow. I just like it. Just I was like looking through like Instagram memories and just posting about it, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, yeah, this is here." So uh, it's just crazy. I I've spent six years paying very high payments and rent, and the fun never stops. So I just wanted to 
very humbly brag about that. Good. Hey, good for you, buddy. I fucked <laughs> off after like four years. So good for you. Steven got into grad school and never came back. Like, I said, right. yeah, I need the sun. He uh, said, what's the weather like? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Have fun, kids. Good for you. You know, what's funny is like when I go back, this is totally off topic, but when I go back to New York now, like L.A. has won because I am like scared a little bit when I'm in that city now. Whereas I used to be like a tough New Yorker. I've, now I'm like, I don't want to be yelled at like that. Like yeah. everybody just take take a breath, calm down. This is not the vibe. You know, that's that's me now. But you could you totally could smile topic. at someone and get yelled at in New York. Like, fuck you need, smiling at me for it's like, Jesus. OK, my God, you're there's having no a bad level, day. need for that level of aggression when we're just trying to get coffee and another <laughs> day. Uh, but good for you. That's that's great. And New York is is the greatest city in the world. And I do. I do miss it on some level. So um, good for you. Keep here's so we have a lot of things. Here's to to six to. more. Oh, God. Cheers, everyone. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. The doctor has given me a diagnosis. It's it's called being awesome-ism. Awesome. Nice. Well, no, no. Awesome anosis. I'm trying to like, you know how stick it to demandiosis is from School of Rock. Like, I'm trying to think of something like that, and it just didn't work. I've been drinking way too much lately. <laughs> you are flying solo right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> man. I know. I know. Okay. It is hoppy. It is delicious. It is fruity, but in a subtle way that just accents the taste a little bit for me uh, in, in a good way. The, the carbonation is medium to strong. It's very solid, and I feel like it just kind of brings everything together. Um, it is. It does taste earthiness. You get that off the off the hops. Um, hoppy, bitter, fun, bitter bite. Um, not. Uh, it, it's got a bite to it, but it's not. I don't know. I would say it's more of a nibble. It's not going to bite your face off, but it does have. Like if you do like this type of beer, you will enjoy this. It, it's it's more subtle and flavorful rather in in, in this sort of West Coast style. Um, I did read on Beer Advocate, someone wrote that the t- it tasted like cardboard. Whoever wrote that, you're just wrong. I don't know what happened to you that day. You're probably from New York, um, but it, you're incorrect. It doesn't taste like cardboard. It tastes like slight hoppy, not, not slight, hoppiness, bite, bitterness, uh, grapefruit rind off the smell, definitely off the taste. So it's got that little bit of florality and fruitiness that kind of brings it all together. I've got nothing negative to say so far. Yeah, I would agree with a lot of what you said. What I think is interesting about it is it reminds me of when we have some of those, you know, rich like chocolate stouts with mm-hmm. a lot of sweet dessert-like aromas on the nose, and then you take a sip of it, and it's not quite that. Mm-hmm. In that the smell on this is so tropical and fruity, and the flavor is not as sweet or juicy, I guess, as that led me to think it might be, which makes sense for the style, but it was a little surprising. Like I guess that there's just not as much bitter resinous quality on the nose as there are on some other west coast ipas so it's not as sweet in the mouth it's more it is very bitter to me uh it has that very bitter grassy earthy quality all of these things i love if you don't like them you definitely won't want 
this beer. Like I, I just know that there are plenty of people who are kind of the polar opposite of Gabe and I, uh, mm-hmm. or where Gabe and I are at the moment, which is that they never liked IPAs until they found the hazy IPAs. And so the New England juicies, you mean? Exactly. So that's the that's for those people. This beer will not do it. This is definitely an ode to the West Coast style, to the bitter style, which uh, I love because it's a style that is not seen as much. But I also think it does have a twist, given that this is a brewery that's so good at hazy IPAs and so experimental. I think there is more florality in it more tropical qualities especially on the nose that make it unique in terms of the west coast style like it doesn't quite it's it's definitely a different take from like a dogfish 60 minute you know what i mean which is i go to as like the template of like the standard ipa yeah for sure uh 7.1 i would say yes to that tasting that way i feel like if you really know what you're doing and you're professionals like us, uh, you'll know like, okay, this is something to be sipped on, not necessarily chugged. Uh, I wouldn't run through this. I don't think this beer allows you to do that, which is good. Um, I do really like the the subtle, I want to say like subtle softness of the first sip. It just, it it's not, it, it's bitter and bitey in a way that doesn't make it hard to drink. It makes it kind of fun in the mouth and on your palate as it goes down. So 91 of your advocate, I get that. I, I could see that 100%. This, this brewery clearly knows what they're doing is in terms of the West Coast style. Yeah, it's really, really good. I mean, I I want to emphasize that if it sounded like I was like not saying that. It's very, very good. It's it's unique to me in terms of West Coast IPAs in that, you know, without being outside of the style, it's it's there's subtle differences, but it is different. I would be curious to try. They have a double version of this, the Dr. Dank Jack Frost, and I would be fascinated to try that because I wonder, you know, how that added ABV would play with the flavors that are already in here would it be more resinous or would it be just a more alcoholic version of this like that would be really fun to try in addition to some of the other ones they have which are yeah that's that's a perfect segue let's meet the other doctors uh we're looking at their dr dank ipa is their what we are drinking um looking at dr dank citrus passion fruit haze it is a hazy ipa this appears to be appears to be a New England style version. Um, it's a double IPA with tangerine and passion fruit, and it looks pretty excellent. Yeah, uh, they also have uh, one of these with pineapple, which I would be interested to try just yeah. given some of the ones that we've had on the show that have had pineapple in them. It's uh, this IPA basically, but it's called Pineapple Dream. This IPA dream me is New World Hops mm. with real pineapple for a tropical resinous last the jack frost as you mentioned is their double i would assume this comes out during the christmas time but i think it it is a winter they call it their winterized ipa uh it's an immense west coast ipa is what they're calling it keep you warm on the cooler winter nights um so if you're looking for a crimbus beer that could be one yeah, it's uh, and it's similar to this one in terms of 
the hops that are in there, I would imagine. See, we didn't get the hop information on this, but the Jack Frost, at least the last time they brewed it, was with Amarillo Centennial and Simcoe in a dry hop form. So that's interesting. That blend of hops is not a blend we see very often. So that may uh, contribute to some of the you know tropical yeah. aromas that I was talking about with the Simcoe and stuff. But then the flavor is dominated by that what I attribute to like the bitterness of like Amarillo and Centennial. And then they've got their Dr. Dank daily haze. This is the lower ABV hazy IPA. Um, I think this is, Oh yeah, here we go. The sessionable hazy IPA delivers your daily dose of extra fresh dankness. It's coming in at 5.4%. So if you want a fun IPA and you don't want to feel hung over, you'll go in the Dr. Dank daily haze. Let's meet Wicked Weed, shall we? This Amen. is, as we mentioned, out of Asheville, North Carolina. It was founded originally in 2012. A pair of families that were lifelong friends came together. That would be the Dickinsons and the Guthies. And they brought their unique talents to the table and said, let's get Wicked. And, and here we are. It was originally known for pushing the envelope by offering... Unique draft beers focusing largely on the IPA. They have a lot of IPAs. Uh, we we were just going through their Dr. Dank series, which is obviously entirely IPAs, but we'll get into more of it later. But on their original lineup, I mean, their original uh, flagship IPA is on, makes a lot of the lists that people put together of like, you know, here are 12 of the best IPAs, blah, blah, blah. So known for that very much, they have since expanded into more including a lot of barrel aged sours more on that later but they are an Asheville North Carolina staple they're operating four brew pubs i believe at the time now yep. uh which does that include the airport i'm not even sure they were going to open one in the airport i'm not even sure if that came to fruition but uh just one of those you know excellent regional craft breweries that like we don't have as much visibility on because of where we are, but it's the kind of brewery similar to Weathered Souls, which we had on, similar to what's another one? Bells was another one. We've done some in the Midwest that have been this way. Boulevard, you know, mm. two roads for sure. It's one of those that like if you're in the North Carolina area, you're going to know Wicked Weed. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's it seems to be based off of the photos and based off of their locations. Um, they have four different unique locations, three in Asheville, one in Candler, North Carolina. So, I mean, their distribution all over the state is, as you said, a staple. They are North Carolina, North Carolinian through and through, and uh, everyone knows who they are. They, they seem to be really doing it well. They are home to the Funkatorium. The Funkatorium, uh, located in the south slope of Asheville, is noted as the first, uh, the East Coast's first sour beer dedicated tap room. Now, as we know, Two Roads has their area too. Do they have a tap room? That I'm not sure about. I don't know the logistics of how that works, so they could be one of two. But if not, Funkatorium is the first. Uh, they feature over a dozen varieties of different sours uh, on draft. 
visitors can expect a full immersion into the old world way of experiencing and appreciating beer of the sour variety while also uh, checking out a fun food menu to pair with the beers. Uh, It seems really cool. It's got this outdoor patio area. Uh, Just seems like a fun, chill vibe in good old North Carolina. Yeah, I believe the assertion was that I think the Funkatorium opened well before Two Roads' Area 2 did. And I think that the assertion is this at the time was the very first sour dedicated tap room. Um, I'm not sure how true or not true that is, but they said it. So (laughs) sure, we'll go with that. Uh, This brewery also is big into sustainability. It's one of those breweries, you know, we, we see this often, but... Uh, it's always worth mentioning whenever we see it that uh, this is a brewery that focuses a lot on their sustainability initiatives. They are uh, partnered with a, a number of core partnerships. They focus on a bunch of different things, and there's a bunch of different you know numbers that you can read about around packaging, recycling, um, and circularity around the way they power the brewery, where they you know send the waste and where they get the power to fun, you know power the whole thing. So it's a big part of what they do. I'm not going to kind of go through this entire impact report because I will bore you to tears, but it's good <laughs> to see a brewery doing that. And it's, it's nice to know that you're supporting a company that gives back to the earth, especially as we say all the time in the industry of beer, which is an agricultural industry. It is, you know, we don't think of it necessarily as like farming and stuff, but it is. I mean, it starts as a plant and uh, grains and things of that nature. And And then it looks like this. (laughs) And then it it tastes like sweet deliciousness. Yeah. But uh, they partner with, like I said, a whole bunch of different groups in Asheville and nationally. They donate a lot of money to more than... 25 different nonprofits with a bunch of different focuses. They donated $1.6 million to nonprofit organizations uh, in 2021 through the launch of a program that they call Beers That Build. They expanded their distribution as well um, as part of that. So it's a big part of what they do. It's always important and always worth mentioning every time we see it. So uh, good good on you for giving back to the earth. Well done, Wicked Weed. And I'm also just finding right now, uh, part of their website says, you know, not a lot of brewers do this. We want to hear from you. Uh, They have a button to contact the brewery if you want to uh, participate in the conversation of how they can help more, what more they can do. If you have any questions, they want you to reach out. In an effort to continuously reduce our impact, we would love to hear from you and how we can grow our sustainability initiatives. If you know of something that they can improve on, if you have an idea, if you have a question, if you have a thought, if you have a suggestion, reach out to this brewery. They want to hear from all because they want to do the best for all of us and for all of North Carolina. And they want to make, you know, everyone proud. And, you know, anytime we see this, it's it, it, it can easily be described as beer for a cause, you know, and that's what's better than that, and, you know, and we're, we're all here for that. So good on you guys. And in terms of distribution, we know for sure that they are available in obviously North Carolina and other markets, including Georgia, D.C., Virginia, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. I don't have a full list of where they distribute. They expanded their North Carolina distribution in about 2000. 
2021, I think, was the expansion. They started distributing it as early as 2014. So they're in a bunch of different states. They're clearly not big in California or New York, or we'd have more <laughs> beers. But uh, they are available outside of North Carolina. If you can find their beers, definitely worth a shot. It's honestly worth a trip to North Carolina to uh Dude, I don't know if you've ever been. I don't know if you've been to Charlotte. I don't know if you've been to Greensboro, but I had some fun. I had a good time. Hot as hell, let me tell you. But good time all around. Um, I'm sure Adam Thielen knows this brewery well now, now that he's on the Panthers. Uh, So uh, maybe the the Panthers are drinking some high-quality Wicked Weird beer. Wicked Weed beers. Wicked Weird. That should be what they call it. I, I, Funkatorium is great, but you should change it to Wicked Weird. That's, Wicked Weird. That's good. You're welcome, brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Send us beer. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's last word this beer we're drinking. I just took another sip of it, and I once again was just surprised by how much like tropical guava hit me in the face as it came towards my face on the nose, and then how much I didn't get that in the mouth, which which I think is a good thing. I don't want a beer that tastes like a smoothie, so I, I'm not saying it should be that way. It's just interesting. It's not something you see as much in the IPA world, so I wanted to throw that out. Mouthfeel is nice. Like Gabe said, it's not crushable. It's exactly what I'm looking for in an IPA. I think it's just unique enough to stand out, but ultimately it's just a solid West Coast IPA. I have been to, in the past like week and a half, two weeks, I've been to two different breweries and it's usually started with a flight and ended with one single beer after the flight. This would be the beer that after I did the flight, it, first off, this would be in my flight. Second of all, it after the flight is done, it's like, all right, let me get one more before I leave. It would be this one. It's just so solid all around. It's the typical West Coast style that we love and have appreciative of. And um, it's 7.1%. So it makes you feel things. Clearly, you guys can hear the way I'm talking. I'm not making any sense whatsoever. Um, It's great. I really like it. Um, Knockout, home run, slam dunk, way to go. Yeah, peeling back the curtain on our recording process, we are recording way earlier in the day than we normally do, and I think that makes it harder to talk. I think that's pretty much yeah. what we learned. Is that yeah, we're that, we're we're doing a little bit of date. Well, you're doing day drinking. I'm I'm just drinking. Oh, I'm fully day drinking. Um, I woke up like an hour ago. Where no, I'm kidding. Jesus, <laughs> but <laughs> Stephen, but. Uh, it's it's earlier than we're used to. We are night owls. Uh, Oops. Okay, with that, but you know, you know what, you know who's a who's who's got it on lock for the daytime shift is Bob Ross, and that's true. Um, is he's always up for his early morning run? You know, he's he's an early bird, um, and he's here to talk about. What am I talking about? What am I saying? I don't know, man. Mouth. Are we drunk okay. already? Jesus! <laughs> All right, Bob. Can Art and Crafts. Yeah, say hello to Bobby McFerrin. That's not his name, it's Bob Ross, but I wanted to make it Irish for whatever reason. Okay, Wicked Weed Brewing, Dr. Dank. We only have the one beer, so we're going to make this quick. As you can see on YouTube, it's a little hard to see because it's very, it's teal. It's not green, but it's almost matching the green screen behind me, but we've, this can is fun. There's a lot going on. We've got Dr. Dank in big, bold letters. We've got 
what looks to be the cartoon version of Breaking Bad's, like, equipment. Like, it just looks like a scientist, it looked like Heisenberg set this up, and it's just the cartoon version with a bunch of crazy colors and flowers, and it's Dr. Dank, you know, it makes sense, you know, you can make it synonymous with drugs, but it's just a fun uh, idea, there's sort of smoke coming out, there's a bunch of florality, I think it's fun, I think there's no way in hell you'd be able to confuse this beer with another beer based off of the pictures, but also based off of the Dr. Dank lettering. And as y'all should know by now, that gives it a solid 10 out of 10. This beer can artwork is amazing. It's awesome. And I'm giving it the 10 because based off of the other beers, it's also dope artwork. Like, it's not just this one. If we had other beers, we would be talking about it. It's great. Go look at it online. Bob Ross is here. Bob Ross agrees. Bob Ross is hitting that dank and he's hitting it hard, but he has a right to. So leave him alone and let him do it. That is another great edition of Can Arts and Crafts. also hemp seed in this beer which we did not mention earlier but probably should have because it does most likely affect the flavor and also contributes to why they call it that there hemp seed hemp seed is always associated with weed because of what it is but it, it does have a flavor it's obviously there's no thc in this it's not a weed beer but right. they do have a sort of nutty flavor, and that probably contributes to some of the bitterness, but also some of the just uniqueness of the flavor. Probably should have mentioned it earlier, but we're mentioning it now, so get off our backs. Uh, but that's part of what makes this beer unique. In terms of what else the brewery has to offer, their flagship series includes, like I mentioned, uh, an IPA called the Pernicious IPA. That's the one I was referring to that often gets boasted as, you know, one of the go-to IPAs on sort of the top 12 lists and stuff like that. They have others too, Hop Spectrum IPA. They have a Freak of Nature Double IPA or Diaper. Diaper, bro. Appalachia, that's their session IPA if you want a, you know, a lighter sipper, hazy, nice different things like that. Yeah, the can artwork is really cool across the board. You I, see uh, why I gave it a 10 out of 10 now, right? I like, do. I'm not crazy. Yeah. No, it's definitely um, worth it. <laughs> In terms of their barrel age specialty category, these are all sours. This is fun. I like this. You don't see this a lot. You see a lot of bourbon barrel age, triple, quadruple IPA, stout, what have you. These are all sours, and they look and sound incredible. We've got Angel of Darkness, Black Angel, Chocolate-Covered Black Angel, Framboose Morte, Golden Angel, La Mure Morte, Red Angel, White Angel. They sound incredible. Uh, Real quick, the Angel of Darkness, uh, just a 10%, no big deal, totally fine. Barrel-aged American Sour Ale with boysenberries, raspberries, blackberries, and cherries. Damn, holy ghost, I want it. Are there blueberries in it? No, Steven, you can't play the drop. It doesn't make sense. Fuck it, I do what I want! (laughs) (laughs) I don't need permission. 
I have the soundboard. Oh man, I'm so glad we made a podcast. Oh, oh great. shit. Uh, if, if, if barrel aged beers are your thing, but sours are not, don't worry. I'm about to talk dirty to you. They Ooh. have a bourbon barrel aged guilty pleasures dessert stout four pack. These are all 12.2% ABV and it includes their milk and cookies stout with golden raisins and cinnamon. Yum. The s'mores with chocolate and vanilla, the German chocolate cake with chocolate and coconut and the espresso cheesecake with coffee and vanilla Bam! yes exclamation and point. they've been put in a barrel and that's uh, exclamation point indeed like holy shit yeah so this brewery has something for you something to meet your fancy they have the sours they have the barrel age they have the ipas they have it all in addition you know some of the just like uh i saw some Red ales, I saw definitely. Yeah, the classic stuff. If wheat. you're not looking, I you know I see a milk and cookies imperial stout, no big deal, eight point seven percent. Come on, come on. So, Wicked Weed, check them out. Don't sleep on them. Maybe you've heard their name, maybe you haven't, but we're here to tell you. Uh, if you're outside the North Carolina market, there is a brewery down there in North Carolina doing some shit, and we'd love to give them another episode when we had more of their beers. So maybe help that'll us, happen guys. in the future. Help us help you. That's teamwork. People helping people. It's powerful stuff. Uh, God. All right. It is one beer down. Somehow we've produced nearly an hour of content. Yeah, what's <laughs> wrong with us? Why are we lagging? Let's let's get a move on and let's go to last call. And our last call this week is a little bit serious. We're going to talk about something that's heavy, and that is climate change. And, uh, you know, it needs to be stopped, and we need to do our part, much like Wicked Weed Brewing, you know, to contribute to sustainability. But I think one study out of the UK has finally pinpointed the real problem, which is that a bunch of cows are ripping ass. And that's why... The earth is getting hotter. Yes, you heard me right. According to The Mirror, which is my favorite source of insane news, gaseous cattle are blamed for fueling emissions by belching and breaking wind, as the Brits say. I love that, like, I love that they're to blame. Like, global warming, we could, that we could all create a whole new episode about that topic. And yet someone in the UK was like, well, these cows have gas. It's their problem. It's their fault. Yeah. uh, Yeah, we're going there. We're going there, people. Um, The the, the article is really about that they've come up with a solution, which is they made some kind of pill, supplement, something that they could give these cows in their food. They're known as methane suppressants, which will apparently stop them from breaking wind. I don't have time to get into how unhealthy that sounds for the cows. It sounds terrible. You're just going to, so it's just going to build up inside them and then they're going to explode. Explode. But that's what the farmers there are going to do. Apparently farm animals are blamed for about 14% of global carbon emissions. (laughs) I can't believe that. That can't be real. My God. Why farm animals? Why not all animals? I mean, look, I eyes be farting, use be farting, all God's peoples be farting. 
everyone. Why? Your dad, your Why? aunt, your next door neighbor. Yeah. That hot girl on that TV show you're watching. Oh, yeah. She's ripping ass. That- <laughs> Why why are we all allowed to fart up a storm, but cows have to be stopped? Why are cows they are, cows are crazy, man. We eat them for like nourishment, and yet at the end of the day, they can't just eat grass and fart in peace. Like we have to no, we, <laughs> we need to put a stop to it. It just seems so bizarre that we're focusing on cows, but nothing else. Not yeah. horses, not yeah. a blue whale. That's when that when that one rips one off, it's got to cause that's how the tsunamis happen. I think (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. Like, that's why, like, when it when it's like thunderstorming out, you see the waves go up and down. It's not because of the weather. It's because those blue whales whales. are shitting themselves over because it's it's because they (laughs) ate garlic and they're just they're allergic. And so they just have IBS and it's just like a whole thing. Wow. (laughs) How, I just, how strong is this beer? 7.1? Okay, yeah. This Ooh. is like the most sober we've ever been on one of these episodes. And it's it's our... You speak for yourself. We're talking about farting cows. <laughs> so people in the UK intend to force their farmers to give livestock this thing because apparently the amount of methane cows release causes <laughs> global warming. That's And... Obviously, global warming. Look, we're not arguing that global warming is not a problem. It is. I just find the solution here to be the arbitrary at best. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. So why don't we give our people farting suppressants? Make humans bottle it up, too. What about dogs? Do well, dogs fart? Isn't there isn't there like a pill that people take? It's called Beano or something like that. Like, take Beano and there will be no gas or something like that. Isn't that the slogan? I could have sworn it was. Not a sponsor, but hey, Bino, if that's that your would, name, that reach out. Pop <laughs> listeners, we want to dedicate this episode to Bino. Like, how amazing <laughs> would that be if they sponsored us? Anyone from Bino, like, hit us up. Hit us we, up. That's we, will. we don't we don't like to endorse products necessarily that we use. We just want to endorse products that it'd be fun to do a spot for. That's really all. That's really Bino, all it comes down to. Manscaped. Yeah, we have a list, and it's uh, mostly just around our own immaturity. Yeah, it's mostly just shit that makes us laugh. But yeah, cows are, are farting a lot, and we need to put a stop to it. Hands in. Cows are farting, and that's why it's raining in California. <laughs> Y'all need water. Okay. Uh, I can't. Right. I just can't believe it's real. I can't believe, like, I, I shouldn't be, even for the internet, I shouldn't be shocked anymore. But, like, someone took time out of their day. Someone, some editor at some magazine mirror said, you know what? I've got a job to do. I, I, excuse me, Karen, I can't go to your party. I need to work. And they had to type this up. Well, more importantly, this is a, this is, this is a study. There's science that went into this. There's, there's been dollars spent. There's been chemists hard at work using lab rats to figure out how we can stop cows from farting. I, there's (laughs) a lot of problems here. No wonder our taxes are so high. Well, it's it's the UK and y'all well, should y'all should deal with that. Um, no wonder because... that conversion rate kind of sucks. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right. I don't know if I have anything else to say on this, but I just wanted everyone to know that it's happening. I am. I'm Paul revering it right now. I'm spreading the good word. Guys, and guys, I think it's finally time we all recognize that cows fart. It, it happens like 
don't be afraid. Just admit it. It's it's a thing, and uh, you know we're here for you. If anyone needs to talk to us about it, yay! And with that, we're going to go, guys. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a weird one, but that's where we're at. It's April, and and we're getting weird here on the hop. So thank you for uh, sticking it out if you made it this far. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks with another brand new episode. Until then, drink good beer, love each other, and hopefully the spring weather is just around the corner. Peace out, fam. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>